Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Jeff. I waited for Jeff. Hello? Hello? Well, looks like I'm here, Randy, and you're here, Randy. I wonder if Brian muted himself again. I don't know. Here's the remnants of some other sounds. You what? I hear remnants of other sound. Yeah. Brian, did you mute yourself again? Huh. Fascinating. So how have you been, Randy? Oh, all right. Um, this week kicks off 10 straight weeks. Uh, I've got 10 shows, 10 weeks, plus Gen Con, plus a vacation, so plus V sets. Next 10 weeks are pretty heavy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, I think I can hear you guys. Can you hear me now? Hey, there he is. Yeah, okay, here we got episode 685 of Sith Hollow News, and uh, I am in West Virginia, so sorry about that uh, <laughs> weird start. But, oh, uh, awesome. Yeah. So we have, uh, what, a couple of uh, <clears throat> some spoilers for tonight and probably some updates on the gauntlet um tournament and whatever else we want to talk about tonight i think that's about it okay yeah uh randy you want to go with uh our spoiler or spoilers or whatever we're doing okay so i just clicked out of the page i was on where am i going <laughs> No, not that one. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna save that one. I think because um, so we'll start with New Republic. We'll start with number twenty-eight of forty-two. 
this would be a this would be a nice clean easy one. I don't think there's anything. Yeah, there's nothing. Uh, no new special abilities or anything. Pretty straightforward. Uh, number twenty-eight of forty-two is the Galactic Alliance Void Jumper. Okay. He's a new Republic character. He costs twenty-six. His hit points are seventy. His defense is eighteen. His attack is eight. Damage is twenty. He's got twin attack. He's got bravado plus ten. He's got mission infiltration. Uh, if no Galactic Alliance characters in your squad or on your half of the battle map, non-unique Galactic Alliance gain twin attack for the rest of the skirmish. He has stealth. He has traps. Uh, he's a trooper. He counts Galactic Alliance trooper. And his flavor text is, the last I saw of Tahiri and Saba and her void jumpers, they were chasing a dozen Sith deeper into the temple. On so. There you have it. And I believe this is our first um, mission character that's a non-unique. Is that correct? Yep. Wow. Oh. So he's kind of interesting. He already has twin, um, so it's not really going to be useful to play multiple of these guys for their infiltration or mission ability because you know they're not going to be gaining anything from it. And he is, um, which we've seen in recent years, kind of a more high cost, um, higher hit point, um, better stats trooper. I think one of the first troopers we saw that with was the Death Trooper, but we've seen plenty of other troopers. Some of the Old Republic troopers have a little bit higher hit points. Because he can do, I think, 60 damage on his own if he gets adjacent um, with Bravado. Um, the Traps is pretty nice. Um, you know, a 70 hit point character with traps to help your guys hit better, pretty good. And the flavor text, of course, is, uh, you know, can't ask for better flavor text. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good piece. Is this one of the championship pieces? Or? And I know there's some pretty awesome stuff you can do with uh, some of the Galactic Alliance. Yeah, you can get, um, can you get a first first phase three activation with Galactic Alliance? Is that the way it works or just two? Um, I think that's what's unique. I think uh, that's what Key and Firelander, I think. Uh, Nope, that's not Kim Founder. Is that the senator? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you can go first and you have a good initiative role, you can. Um, well, actually, you can use you can go with two unique characters in the first phase. So not quite three in the first phase, but you can go with two uniques. Pretty good. Now, was this one of the championship pieces, or no? We have not covered a single championship piece yet. Okay. I knew one of them was a non-unique, but I keep I I uh, kept forgetting which one it was. <laughs> this one's good enough. I think it could be. <laughs> um, this one's definitely pretty, uh, pretty good. You know, some people say, "Man, he's got a low attack. He's only an eight attack." If you're at any sort of uh, range or distance. You know, but, but if you get close enough, you're getting those traps. Um, if you get adjacent and you're doing, you know, going at somebody uh, beefier, uh, more more expensive than you, you're getting bravado. You know, so you could be at a basically a 12 as an attack, plus they get minus four defense, so effectively a 16 against, you know, whatever their defense might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they have uh, synergies, or they get uh, they get bonuses from somewhere, don't they? Um, if you play them in a um, cis squad with um, with uh, Darth Cadis, they get a plus three, plus three, I believe. Yeah. And they're troopers, so you can give them double attack with the trooper general, commander. Uh, so, double twin bravado. Yeah. And if, uh, I think, I was looking at Key and Firelander, doesn't he give them a pilot? Yeah, non-unique uh, yeah. uh, Galactic Alliance allies gain pilot. Yeah, there are probably a few boosts for pilots. No, I, I can't think of a single boost for pilots. I think you're I think you're mixing that up with another ability, uh, Ryan. Um, but yeah, plenty of ways to go with this guy. Um, just kind of depends on what direction you uh, you want to go. I think we got Gandalf in here. Does Gandalf want to say anything about this uh, this guy? I think uh, he helped uh, design him. What's what's which is the uh, <clears throat> which is the character? The void jumper. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's uh, trying to do something for the Galactic Alliance non-unique since they they got a the uniques have already got, kind of gotten a boost with the the senator who gives them the synergy. So this is trying to trying to help the non-uniques maybe see play in a competitive kind of squad. 
and yeah, it plays into the the battle ready kind of thing with the mission infiltration. What what are some other pieces you uh, would think might get played with this? Well, there's a bunch of um, there's a couple of Galactic Alliance guys with double attack. I think there's the Special Forces Trooper with opportunist and double, um, or the Special Guard. I think that's the one, and the Special Forces Trooper has double as well, so they can kind of be kind of a decent shooter. Doing a fair amount of damage. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and the the special forces trooper uh, with that double also has intuition, so he can kind of pop out and then, you know, double twin. Yep, and while while the attack rating is not that great on the on some of the the troopers, the void jumper can help with uh, the traps and yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's there's your attack boost. It's traps, <laughs> right? Well, the, the Galactic Alliance guard also has opportunist, so um, he's going to be stepping out at a. Plus 12 for 24 times with backlash. Sounds good. So. All right. That is mm -hmm. the Galactic Alliance Void Jumper. Now, the next two, I figured, I figured we would probably want to talk about at the same time because they're they're pretty tied in together. Um, these are both rebel characters. So uh, I'm not going to start. I'm going to start with number 21. Number 21 out of 42 is Luthen Rail, Rebel Spy. He's a rebel. He costs 22. His hit points are 50, his defense is 16, his attack is 8, his damage is 10. His special abilities are unique, coordinated movement. At the end of this character's turn, one ally whose name contains spy or operative may immediately move up to two squares. Inside information, relay orders, coordinated command, and protect the network. Once per round, a rebel ally whose name contains spy or operative would be defeated by an enemy. You may immediately switch its position with a second rebel ally whose name contains spy or operative. The first ally has 10 hit points instead of being defeated. Remove the second ally from play and it is defeated. Then this character takes 10 unpreventable damage. He has cloaked, he has tactician plus four, and he has a commander effect. Rebel allies whose name contains spy or operative gain coordinated movement. The 
flavor text is, the time has come to force their hand. Um, so the cloak and the tactician and relay orders and all that is uh, coordinated command. Those are things that we've been seeing pop up on a lot of stuff here lately, uh, along with the coordinated movement. The protect the network is really the like the new wrinkle in the in the day. Um, the ability to save a a really important spy or operative by sacrificing somebody else in its place. Um, the oh, I already spoiled him, and I can't think of his name. The rebel operative uh, with the heroic stand might allow you to get off a special shot or something. Um, obviously, with this guy, you're playing spies and operatives. Um, so, do you guys want to say anything about this before we move into the operative itself? No, move right in, and we can talk about them both kind of together. Okay. So then number 19 is Cassian Andor Rebel Spy. Uh, Cassian Andor costs 28 points. He has 70 hit points. He has a 16 defense, a 9 attack, and 20 damage. His special abilities are uh, he is unique. He has an allegiance. If your squad contained Luthen immediately before the first activation of the skirmish, this character gains secret agent, usable once per skirmish. At the start, at the end of this turn, wait, I'm getting myself confused here. Usable once per skirmish. At the end of his turn, until the end of the round, this character is not a legal target and does not count as nearest enemy unless he makes an attack or deals damage. Uh, sorry about that. Um, he has assassin. He has final shot. He has infiltrate. Um, infiltrate's not a new ability, but I think we should, we should talk about it. Uh, once per skirmish at the beginning of this character's turn, he may choose one enemy commander effect. This character is now subject to that commander effect regardless of restrictions. This effect lasts until the end of the round. Uh, he has perimeter watch, so if he's standing uh, by a low object or a wall, he gets double attack. He has recon. He has undermine. This character and characters within six squares cannot receive bonuses or penalties for their save rules. The flavor text is, everything I did, I did for the rebellion. That is 19 of 42, Cassian Andor, Rebel Spy. So obviously the, the two of these go together. Um, you're going you're gonna to play Luthen and you're going to play Cassian. Uh, so Cassian can get his secret agent and Luthen can bounce. Casting around using his protect the network. 
um, the with the undermine you're going to be able to like nerf your enemies save rolls so they can't get bonuses from porgs or metal or whatever and recon with tactician plus four you might guess is pretty good yes yes it is um what do you guys think Oh, the, the uh, protect the deck work, works pretty well. Um, can be a little annoying, um, you know. Let's Cassian kind of jump away. Um, you know, played well. It kind of works like a sort of a, a movement breaker of sorts, where you can get to different places on the board. And um, you know, it's uh, they're pretty pretty tough together, really. Um, uh, I know it was uh, it was kind of interesting in playtesting, trying to work it all out and you know finesse it. So it was uh, you know not you know broken, but but still somewhat competitive. And um, you know it'll be interesting to see people play that um, you know and how it goes. Um, there are a lot of different options for swapping out um, you know as far as uh, operatives and spies and such. So. Um, but you know, Cassian's definitely your kind of your your one of your main shooters in that squad. Um, and I think it could be a lot of fun. Well, and I think with like the the protect the network, um, if you're playing against it, you have to kind of find a way to to be able to threaten multiple characters so that you know. Okay, I, I kill your Cassian. Oh, well, do I want to protect the network and save him? Okay, I do that. And then you're like, okay, well, now that you did that, I'm going to go over here and, you know, kill two or three other guys. It kind of reminds me how you play against, like, an old-school swap squad where you're like, um, dude, I'm going to kill the fodder, and then I can just, you know, pound on the on the big guy. Is, is oh, yeah, Lucan able to swap out? I don't think Lucan can swap from or move himself, but maybe he can. If a okay. rebel ally. Oh yeah, rebel ally. Yeah, so just kill Luthen. That works too. That works too. All you got to do is walk back there where he's hiding. <laughs> Sometimes it's easier than you think. It is true. You got any impressions on this? These this character, these characters. Um. Well, I get the impression the card is very full and complicated, so I'll probably never play it. But um, uh, just kidding. 
No, it looks like a looks like a fun kind of squad. Yeah, I think it 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 does. You know, it gives you some fun options. You kind of like can sort of be a little more bolder with uh, some characters, like you know, because you know you're you're not you know in danger of losing them. Um, so you can make certain plays maybe you wouldn't have played you know done before because you can kind of run them out there and go sh go off shooting and then when they when they come after Cassian then he all of a sudden just disappears and ends up somewhere else on the board. Yep. Could make for some uh, different you know gameplay. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of a fun thematic kind of a fun thematic squad. Yeah. Uh that will that leaves us with eight characters left that have not talked about. Okay. All right. And two weeks to do it. So <clears throat> perfect timing, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it, I guess that, yeah, I, I agree with Gandalf. It, it definitely is probably going to be a kind of complicated squad. Although, you know, Gandalf's played plenty of com complicated squads, starting with Covenant and working with Java and, you know, some of the other stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't know when I'll get around to, to looking at it and, and playing with it, but it definitely, like, you know, looks like it's going to be fun. Awesome. We're saving the saving the best for last, right? The championship pieces and such. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, we got one old republic piece, one Sith piece, one republic piece, one separatist piece, one imperial piece, one fringe piece one Mando piece, and one Vong piece. Oh, nice. Okay. So we so still got a nice every faction. Yep. Just, <laughs> we, we killed our first two factions tonight with uh, Rebels and New Republic. Those are the first two that have been completely okay. spoiled. Awesome. Well, we have uh, any more updates on our on our gauntlet tournament? How's that going? Um, well, it's um, the round eight is completed, and we're in the final round. Um, we'll go over the matchups from round eight really quick. Then we can talk about round nine and the standings and where everybody's at. And um, we can even talk about what um, factions people have left to play. Um, so round eight, Spry defeated. There is no try. 
Spry was playing, Fringe with uh, Embo, Kreia, Hanhar, Morgan, and Talon. Uh, there is no try was running a Mitra squad with three Twilight Jedi generals. Uh, it looks like um, looks like round one was some positioning. Round two um, was bringing Talon and the bodyguard up for some um, Gezlamiri action. Uh, he put some damage on uh, Trevor. Put some damage on Hanhar, and then Morgan and Embo killed uh, that Twilight Jedi general. Tint um, won a knit and killed Hanhar, and then Spry killed the other two Twilight Jedi generals. One with Kreia, and um, basically everybody else for the other one. Um, then uh, he killed Revan, and then. Trevor killed Kreia, and then he killed Mitra, and the game ended. Uh, I played uh, Tim. Of course, I'd seen Tim make a comment a week or two ago that everybody played purple against him. He played, you know, like three or four purple squads out of his matches. So I was like, well, I still have purple left to play, so I'm going to play purple against him. Um, just as seems <laughs> like the, the, way, the way it is. Uh, Tim was playing. Uh, he was he was playing fringe uh, with Sillery uh, and Mama T and Dash and a hunter. And. Uh, I was playing uh, Laura's old squad, uh, cutting the cord that uses uh, Mezan Quad to, to turn Morgan Cord long for most of the game so she can take advantage of Shaper and uh, Scarification um, and also some of the other, uh, um, mainly the retaliatory attack from the Ape Cortex Shaper. Uh, and uh, this was kind of one of those like crazy uh, dice games. Um, the first couple of rounds was, were mostly positioning, and, and afterwards, Tim um, said, not that he was confused, but he, he had forgotten what my squad was and thought I was playing. Um, the other Vaughn guy that let you move and attack. So he was trying to kind of stay far away. Um, and he was, he was expertly keeping his guys seven away from me. So I couldn't really, uh, you know, move six and attack. So um, it was kind of a little bit of a cat and mouse. Um, and in round three, I finally kind of had it set up where I could move Shido Shy up and, and you know, do some damage to Sillery and then, you know, set that up for either later in the round or next round. Um, get in there with, like, uh, Morgan um, to, to kill her, to kill Sillery. But, of course, I missed one of the attacks um, on Sillery. Um, and then... 
He quickly uh, dumped Shido Shai in the garbage bin, um, which I did get to kill Nisa with a, a retaliatory attack, but not much uh, going on. And he'd been kind of popping in and out, um, taking pot shots, um, mobiling in with talent card, and he would kind of move a guy, like move a hunter out and, and shoot, and then, you know, use uh, talent's uh, intuition to, like, bring her back. Oh. And then he finally uh, came in and put a hunter adjacent to Morgan and did a cannon shot for, for 40 damage. And this is, uh, you know, then round four started. It's the key Annette. Um, he wins the Annette. Um, you know, and it looks like he's kind of got things in control. Uh, and he goes with Mama T, which probably the correct play to give the free attack to the hunter that's based with Morgan. Uh, and then the hunter misses Morgan. So she lives. Uh, so then uh, Morgan was able to take out the hunter. And then Timid um, also thought or had forgotten that the wall climber wasn't a CE. And it was, uh, you know, through the, the uh, whichever special ability it is, uh, clan leader. So. Um, my Savang um, used wall climber and uh, took out Dash and then Cleave to kill Talon because Talon had taken some damage earlier from uh, Morgan, I believe, you know, because with all of uh, Tim's guys being cloaked. Um, you know, that's kind of how it worked. Uh, and that series of events, you know, pretty much swung the game from, you know, him almost certainly winning to to being in a very bad spot and, you know, almost guaranteeing that I had the, the game in hand. Chillery uh, took off to finish off Savan. Kali came in and did some damage to Mama T. Of course, I won the next init, so Kali could finish off Mama T. Um, and then Tim, uh, you know, looking to get that point, um, ran Sillery way deep in the in the thing and, and used Drain Life on um, Morgan, and she failed her save. Um, the rest of my guys kind of ganged up on Sillery, but I couldn't finish her off before time was up. Uh, and uh, the final score was 164 to 119. Uh, it would have been pretty pretty interesting to finish out the game. I, you know, Siller was like half dead, so I would have been well, actually more than half dead by the time, end of the game. So I would just needed like another Kali La like um, hit. And he was pretty much down to just Sillery left on the board. He might have had like one Ugnot as well. But that was uh, kind of the end of that. Um, Urban Schmee played Nerd Slayer and uh, defeated Nerd Slayer 201 to 165. Um, she was playing uh, Separatist by Night with Savage, uh, Opres, um, Asaj, Night Sister, Mama T, some Hunters. 
uh, and he, he was playing a Boba Assassin for Hire with some Geno Harrod Assassins and Brainiac and Talent Information Broker. Um, and it looks like um, let's see looks like a couple crits were huge Mama T uh, uh, got somebody to roll a crit and then uh Saj rolled up to Boba and finished him off. Um, and Talia was kind of moving everybody around, but it does seem like the Gino Herons were pretty scary with uh, when they were all powered up doing 40 damage hits with cutting plus poison blade, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, overlay. Uh, Played and defeated Cheech. Looks like, let's see who was playing what. Overlay was playing uh, a very standard looking um, uh, Emperor uh, Vader with Kylo, Droopy, um, Sith Holocron, and Cheech was playing. Um, the Spec Force Command, Spec Force Squad with Chewie Han, a bunch of Spec Force guys, Riken. Looks like mostly it was some positioning early and then surprise move and attack um, to kill a Spec Force dude. And then Xi'an was rolling hot for a little bit. Alpha lightning another spec force dude. Um, Han and Chewie couldn't hit Vader. Kylo force choked and brought R2 over so that Vader could kill him. And uh, kind of after that, it looks like it was kind of all downhill and some cleanup. And then uh, Gandalf played Mando and won 200 to 130. Do you want to talk about this, Gandalf? Or? Yeah, sure. Um, Mando was playing his his, uh, his Java squad that he played at VassalCon, I think, last year. Or maybe the year before. It might have been the year before. Um, but yeah, it's updated with... Uh, he play, he's got Embo, Morrigan, Mira, Bib, and uh, some non-uniques as well. I was playing Old Republic with uh, Revan, Malik. Venzalo, Satil, and Adam in T3. And um, how the game went, we played on modular base. And uh, he kind of started deep striking with Embo and, and charging with Morrigan and knocked Venzalo down to like 30 hit points. And then, so that's after he had, had activated me, and then he won initiative, and Embo went after Satil, but missed her, so she stuck around then um Benzello went after Embo and hit him twice and pushed him to almost kill him and Satil uh, ran after Morrigan and hit her then um 
yeah, the whole game came down to Atten, Atten's turn that round pretty much, and he took took out Miara and then also managed to hit Morrigan and she failed her evade, which swung the whole game. Basically, it came down to terrible dice for Mando and I managed to hit almost everything, so I was very lucky to win that game because Jabba is still very scary. <laughs> But yeah, that was it. All right. So after that, that gets us to our standings. Uh, our standings after round eight. Um, and the top four has already been you know decided which is kind of a bummer but um so we're all kind of just playing for positioning but spry at 21 points then gandalf and i are tied at 18 points mando's at 17 points those will be the top four and then after that it's uh there is no try um overlay nerd slayer um, and then uh some of the other people after that uh, the current round is going to be round nine. It's Timmer versus There Is No Try, Mando versus Urban Shmi, um, Spry versus Overlay, Myself versus Nerd Slayer, and Cheech versus Gandalf. Uh, kind of uh, relevant and super interesting where people are going to um, finish up as far as seating. And then also, uh, We'll go back and we can tell people that. Uh, so Mando has Sith and New Republic still to play. One of them he'll play this round and the other one he'll have to play in the semifinals. Um, Spry has Old Republic and Separatist. Same thing for him. Um, Gandalf has Mandalorian and Separatist. And I have Sith and Imperials. So definitely gonna be interesting to see kind of, you know, how people, how those of us that are going to make the top four choose our, you know, squads or factions, you know, and it also depends, you know, we're, we're all pretty much close enough that I don't think any of the seeds are, are locked in. Um, Mando cannot get to be the number one seed. He's four points behind Spry. But I think, like, I don't know the math, but I think um, Gandalf or I could. Um, but as far as the rest of it, like, you know, Mando, myself, um, or Gandalf could all be the, the four seed. So it'll be interesting to see you know, who looks at whose squad or, or if people do and go, hey, you know, this player has, you know, like Mando has New Republican Sith. I think that, you know, um, he's going to be playing, a, you know, these are the types of squads he might have. So I think that, you know, if I play him in the semifinals, I want to use this type of squad to counter those. Um, lots of interesting 
kind of metagaming going on or potentially going on. Um, I don't think I, I have the energy to kind of sort through all that. Yeah, I have to. Um, I have to technically lose my game against Jack, and that way I'll be I'll be able to play against Spry's, um Old Republic or Separatist instead of playing like Sith <laughs> in the semifinal. <laughs> uh, and then uh, it'll be interesting to see. I know which I, I haven't worried about, um, and it'll be interesting to see how. Uh, How it goes as far as uh, who who makes to the finals, you get you know three factions to choose from, and it looks like it's going to be a, a kind of cool squad building exercise, but also complicated at the same time. Um, but either way, I um, am more concerned about. Uh, just playing my next match and figuring out where where I'm going to be seated. Um, I I kind of wish that um, there was uh, you know some a little more uh, kind of on the line this week. As far as that the top four wasn't uh, uh, you know decided, but you know that sometimes how it can happen, and you know it's just one of those things where this particular round, the final round, you know all the, the top players are playing the the, the lower tiered players. Um, at the same time, like, you know, I certainly don't think that uh, any of the games are going to be easy games or, or give me games. At least that's my opinion, you know, especially because, like, this tournament was a little was a different format where, you know, you we've all had to play all the different factions. So whoever is playing Tim hasn't played Vong yet, is that right? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Let, let me find out who is playing Tim. Uh, oh, no, Trevor's, it's Trevor, and he's already played Paul. There is oh, play. that's unfortunate. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that, no, that literally is what I, why I decided to play Vong against Tim. I was like, oh, that'll just be like kind of too funny because, like you said, he's played Wong every, uh, or you know, not every week, but many of the weeks. Um. That was a good choice to play Wong. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Very good choice. Mm. 
Very good choice. <laughs> so it'll be very interesting to see, uh, like I said, how uh, how players uh, fare. And obviously, again, this week, um, Tim has asked that uh, people don't um, kind of post any results and just send them to, to Tim directly to make sure that, you know, nobody's uh, trying to game the system and try not to, you know, don't go looking to peek in on, on some of the games unless you've already played your game, um, just to make sure that, you know, we can't go, oh, Spry played, uh, you know, whatever faction. So now I know he's going to play. Let me look and see. Oh, Spry played Old Republic. So I know in the semifinals, he's got to play Separatist. So I'm going to play my, uh, you know, this squad, because I think that my other squad will do better against Separatist. No one would do that. <laughs> so next week, we think the you guys will have played this next round, and you'll uh, um, able, uh, we we should um is uh. You know, it says we've got a, a week to play our games. Um, and I know he posted it, uh, I want to say yesterday or maybe late on Tuesday. So I, I would assume, or I would certainly hope that all the games are completed. Um, and then hopefully um, you guys uh, can do some commentary on the semifinals um, once, you know, those are determined and we can, you know, I know that once I get a, a time and date set for who I play, I'll try to post it and Hopefully, uh, you guys can you know do a do a show on it, and that's always super cool to say, hey, here's the semifinals of this big you know two month long or ten week long tournament, and you know that way it kind of archives and people can go watch and say, oh man, back in 2023, people were playing you know this weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely try to do that. Awesome. Well, we have, what else do we have for tonight? We had our spoilers. We did our gauntlet tournament. Um, any, um, do you have any Gen Con updates or anything? Or uh, I mean, I, I am going to visit with James this weekend to, to pick up some of the things like pod racing and, Maybe some prize support um, for Gen Con. Um, from that end, and, and also, you know, check in and 
kind of re remind myself uh, what we have to do, like once we're on site, as far as like, you know, turning in tickets and all that stuff. I know you guys took care of that last year. So you, you probably know exactly what we got to do. Yeah, it's not too, not too complicated. Um, so there's that. Um, still no other word on anything. I know like Laura posted, I think to basically say, Hey, if you're, you don't have a championship ticket, you know, show up with generics and, you know, we'll <laughs> again, try to do our best to get everybody playing that wants to play. Um, I know, well, I'm going to see if James can reach out again to Gen Con and, and see if they can, you know, provide any, uh, anything further, but just, uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Now, if, if they do make more tickets available, will those be, um, online or will people have to buy them at the on site um that i'm not sure like how they would add them they would probably like you'd probably be able to purchase them um you know through the thing and then just pick them up on site um but again i i don't know um we'll just have to kind of play that by ear and See where it takes us. Gotcha. Well, I and, see uh, everything sold out except for the finals and the seals. Yeah, and I, I think Laura said that there was only like one ticket left for the sealed. Yeah, I thought somewhere on here it told you. I I don't know. I it does somewhere. I just never seems like I can find it when I want to. Because I'm logged in. Okay. I think it tells you when you go to purchase one of the tickets. Uh, yeah, just just one left, so maybe I don't have to paint all these guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, everything's kind of going along pretty smooth. Um, I. Don't believe I have anything else for tonight. Do you guys have anything else for tonight? Um, no. I was, I was kind of wondering, Randy, did you end up shipping out to New Zealand or? Yes. Um, actually, I shipped out to a couple of domestic people, and I shipped out to Canada, and I shipped out to New Zealand and Australia. Um, there was a customs issue on the New Zealand package because there's always a customs issue on on the New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, 
it should be on its way somewhere. It's in uh, it's out the door. So the the way I ship, I don't have any tracking, unfortunately. But they are on their way. Well, international tracking was always a pain in the butt. So, yes, um, and I, I got a text message today that somebody got got their set. So, um, people who didn't reach out to me, I'm sitting on their orders, and we'll see if they show up at, at Gen Con. I know that at least three people that are going to be at Gen Con have told me, I think, so. Okay, good. If you're going to be at Gen Con and you're not going to play, but you're interested in the V sets, I've got, I'll have set 25 with me, and I also have made up these little boxes that have uh, 19 through 24. So, uh, six, there'll be six, there'll be six V sets available for anybody that wants. So. Very cool. I'll I'll be there. I'll be at Gen Con, Randy. <laughs> there we go. There we got my cards, but <laughs> um, and uh, then I'll but you know probably get I'll get, end up getting more when when we do the sealed. So. Oh, um, I have been working on a little project behind the scenes. I created a new Blue Elk account, and um, I have a uh, a Google Sheet I've been going through, and I'm documenting all of my orphan VSET cards. Um, I've, I've got probably, I don't know, maybe a dozen sets that I'm missing a couple of cards here and there from completing, and because of uh, sealed events and stuff. There are a couple sets that there are a couple cards that I've got a whole bunch of. So um, there's a couple of them. If I can, if I can find you know three or four cards. I can probably put together another set or two for somebody. Uh, as of right now, I've put together I think seven sets for people in the community. So uh missing a few I got a few gaps here and there. Uh, I got people currently on the line that I'm trying to build for. So And and you uh, mean like a complete V set, like one through twenty five or Yes. Okay. Um I've been I've been trying to um in buying collections and stuff, I was ending up with a bunch of extra V sets. So I've put them together and put them in the kitty, and uh, I've managed to complete for, uh, I think, I got two, when I say seven, two of those are mine, uh, but I think I've completed for five other people, so. That's awesome. And I got three more on the hook, so. 
Yeah, it, it's not easy now. I think to to get a full like V set, like card group of cards. Uh, there's a couple of collections I bought, and you know they'd have a bunch of V set cards, and they might have two or three copies of the same set, all missing the same card. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'll be I'll be posting that here. I want to get past Gen Con, but I'll be posting that here soon, so that if people have orphans, want orphans, they'll be out there to get. And I am gonna try, Randy, to not only like V-set orphans, but also like regular orphans. At least bring you. Some when I come to Gen Con to add to your uh, repository. I actually have one order waiting because the guy wants to get some orphans. He wants to trade some orphans with me, and I just don't have the time to sit down and pull the orphans that he needs. <laughs> so that will work out well. Because I have... I mean, I I don't really keep track of orphan minis, but I have tons of orphan cards from doing the sealed for what eight years, nine years, ten years, however long it's been. Oh, and in the the early years before the the three D printing um, and before you know. Towers Ministers went, you know, crazy pricing. Um, it, uh, you know, you just go on and be like, okay, we're making, uh, you know, a new uh, whoever it is. You'd go on cool stuff or strike zone and order, you know, okay, we need, you know, seven of that guy and you just go order seven of that guy. Um, and then, you know, you'd get them and you'd paint them and cut them up and, you know, do whatever it was that you were going to do. And I always just threw the orphan cards or all the cards in a in a box. And so I've got, like I said, a decent, and it's obviously going to be multiple copies of the same, you know, like, it's gonna be like, oh, there's six, like, that's the year we, that's the piece we used for Luke Skywalker, or that's the piece we used for, you know, whoever it was. So you uh, cause the increase the the rise in prices is what you're saying. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I know there was at least one person donating to the cause because that was their intention. <laughs> I won't name any names. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was a guy on, I saw, uh, I don't think anybody responded to him, but he um, he was asking uh, about, like, you know, if anybody knew how many, like, how many pieces Wizards produced. <laughs> well, at first, I thought he was asking, like, how many, like, you know, like 16 sets times, you know, 50 characters a set, like, how many pieces? 
Mm-hmm. That's the way I read it at first, too. Then I realized, you know, he wanted to know, like, how many were actually produced. Yeah, which... And I don't no, think anybody knows. None of, none of us know that information. I mean, I'm sure someone somewhere knows that information. Um, but most collectible markets, um, they try to keep that information very close to the vest. Um, you know, like the old vintage Kenner toys uh, from Star Wars and, you know, even other toy lines, people like, well, how many do you think they made? Did they make a million or two million? And, you know, then they go try to go by estimates and, you know, read a snippet here that said, you know, oh, in 1982, this guy said that, you know, they produced millions of toys every year. And, you know, was that millions of a single character or millions total? And, you know, okay, well, if they produced, you know, 5 million and there's, there was 71 characters at the time, that means they produced this many of each one. And, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and even like, even like some of the like, other collectible markets people are always trying to like backfill and guess and you know okay how many uh how many did they make how rare or how not rare is a particular you know item because in all reality even collectibles most of them most items aren't rare they might be expensive but very few items that were actually you know made to production you know, unless they're specifically like a one of one or some, you know, whatever, you know, limited to 10, you know, there's plenty of copies. Yeah, there's plenty of them available. Um, You know, now they might be expensive, but, you know, or they might be, uh, you know, in a box in somebody's basement that they don't know what they have, like uh, Gungan Shield Bear promos. I know Clone Strike ran out, I mean, pretty quick, and that was one they eventually reprinted. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if they, I don't know how, of it, if the other sets, whether they did reprints of those. Um, I think that there were reprints up to everything, uh, up to Alliance and Empire. Um the plastic that they used when they got to Alliance and Empire gives off that, like, white powder. Yeah. And okay. There, uh, there are all the other sets leading up to that. You'll come across them that have that real thick white powder on them, and I think all of those are the reprint sets. Mm-hmm. I think the plastic changed again after Alliance and Empire to uh, keep that kind of powdery stuff from happening. But I I believe that everything up to Alliance and Empire was printed twice. That makes sense. That does make sense. And that would account for, I, I think that would account some for the demand of pieces after that, the higher higher values people are willing to pay for pieces after that and pieces before that. Uh, as right. we've seen, the power of the piece is not necessarily indicative of, of its cost. 
Yeah. Well, now that we're doing more like 3D printing and type stuff, so we're we're helping conserve the <laughs> save the minis, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I need whatever, to whatever's left. And, now I need to go back and fill in all the holes for all the non V uh, set fields and like all the odd sets. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I don't know. I think that's about all of it. When you yeah, think. That's good, uh... That should be good. Right? We'll see everybody at the same set time, same set channel next week. We should have some reports from the versatility challenge and seeing who's the most versatile. Uh, we should have our semifinals, hopefully at least. Uh, I mean, we obviously know which four players are going to be in the top four, but hopefully we'll have them their seedings because um, hopefully the, the round will be complete. Um, we can talk about um, if we want to, uh, you know, we'll know what faction possibly that that player has remaining. So we'll be able to maybe make some guesses or predictions as far as uh, who's going to maybe play what or what types of squads we might see. Uh, and then hopefully, like I said, uh, it'd be pretty awesome to do um some coverage of those games when they're announced obviously like I, I can't commentate on my own game but i would love to commentate on the other semi-final matchup and uh you know depending on if i win or lose uh, the finals as well would be super awesome and hopefully uh brian will be available at one or more of those times to maybe uh to host a show um, Give us one of the factions that we're going to get a spoiler for next week, Randy, so people can already be uh, getting excited about a faction. Oh, let's see. Um, who will be up next week? I think we'll be talking about the Sith, the Republic, and the Separatist, I think. Okay. With a, so, with a possible fourth. All right. Then we'll, uh, we'll hear about um, a cool new Sith, um, maybe some Republican Separatist uh, Jedi Army versus Battle Droids. I, Randy, is, is, is it going to be a Battle Droid? Is that our preview? Four points, um, zero attack, 10 damage. Droid. Well, we said we weren't going to reprint any Wizards pieces, so not exactly. <laughs> okay, darn it! I was, I was hoping, I was hoping. He caused five and had twin, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. Um, and also, in addition to adding twin, adds um, like seven other abilities, right? Well, he might have to cost six then. <laughs> okay. Got it. Yep, but yeah, that's what we'll have to. That is what we will have to look forward to next week. 
when we uh, talk about it. And also next week, we'll be able to wish uh, Irvin Shmi a happy birthday. So everybody get prepared for that too. Another rotation around Seoul. (laughs) Yes. All right, we will talk to everybody next week, I do believe. All right, right. good night. All right, good night, everybody. Good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.